This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. G'day, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. And this is News Club, the place to go for conversations about the news. Claire, we were talking about how to get into News Club and we will start proper next week with a news topic. I haven't decided yet. The news is yet to happen. But we have been asked a lot throughout the Squiz journey, which is seven years long now, nearly to the day. Yeah, it is nearly to the day, actually. What is the day? It is, the it is like the 3rd of March. Yeah, so very, very close yeah. to seven years into the Squiz. To just talk a little bit about how we came to it and why we do it. And we thought before we launch News Club proper, it might be a nice place to do that. Yeah, let's go back in time a little bit, Kate. Let's go back in time to how we met. (laughs) And look, it's not a natural place for us to talk about ourselves and our story, but it's really an opportunity, I guess, just to talk about why we're coming to News Club, I guess, with Mm. seven years under our belt, a good understanding, I think, of what we're about, what our audience wants from us, and here we go. Here we go. So first and foremost, you and I are both from the country from small towns and that's something that we hold very close to our heart and something that we often think about when we're coming to the news is what's the well-rounded version of this and how are people experiencing it in different parts of Australia? You're from Albury but outside of Albury, (laughs) not Albury proper. Uh, No, a village outside of there on a farm and, yeah, you're exactly right. I think people from smaller centres might have a different perspective but certainly when we're coming to this. We're not coming from our now in a city, no, Sydney lives. No, although we love Sydney and we love living here and we both lived here for a long time. I'm from Bermagui on the far south coast of New South Wales, very much a small town. Beautiful spot. Beautiful spot and very, very lucky. How we met was back in 2007. Yep. Big year. A while ago now. Big year in politics and that's important for a reason. Yeah, it is. It's important because I think at that point and you know, every now and then, Kate, we rib each other about how much older I am than you. <laughs> Just to get that in. Kate likes to remind me. She doesn't look older. Me Claire has much... the best skin ever, sadly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I was already nine years into working in politics yeah. and, Kate, you just finished school. Just finished school, got a job in Tony Abbott's electorate office. You were his press secretary. Take us through what the job of a press secretary is. I think um, we talk about you being a press sec yes. in short version press sec, a lot. Yep. What is the job of a press sec? Yeah, it is a couple of main tasks, the first one being you're the point of contact for any journalist in the country or internationally when you work for someone like Tony mm. uh, to get in touch with and find out what the line is, to tee up interviews, to have those background conversations about what's going on. Um, the second part of the job, though, is to talk to your minister, to their chief of staff, to the policy team, to the political team. Uh, Back in those days, of course, it was to the Prime Minister's office, to John Howard's office, and Mm. of course, Tony's colleagues and their offices about what the policy of the day was, what the political issue of the day was, and try and make sense of that and actually advise about how to best deal with it. Yeah. So 2007, Tony was a minister, health minister. Uh, 2007, though, the election was, the state election was lost by the Liberals actually earlier mm. in the year. And then the federal election was lost. And it was the year of Kevin 07. Yeah. Um, you lost your job. Lost my job. 
I didn't lose my job. And the reason I didn't lose my job is I was lecturer office staff. I was fresh out of school. I was doing the filing yeah. really, you know, so one of those uni jobs, I guess. Yeah. And if you're an lecturer office staffer, you retain your position in the office. Yeah. If Tony had lost his job as an MP, which you he would, did down the track, mm. then you would have lost your job, Kate. But yeah. government lost. So all the ministerial staff had to move on, but he was still a member of parliament for Warringah. So you got to keep turning up to work. I did. And eventually um, I, I did the job of an advancer. Yes. Which very, works very closely with press sex, actually. But that job is to go ahead of a politician, whoever yep. you work for. And in my case, he was the opposition leader by the time I was doing this role and then prime minister. Um, and to organise everything around that. So, mm. uh, you know, the transport, the accommodation. And importantly, when it comes to media and news, where that person's going to visit that day, who they're going to speak to and how we're going to set up the photos and the pictures for the papers and the online news sites and the TV at the time. So during our squeeze journey, we've done a couple of federal elections. There mm. was the one in 22 and the one in 19. And we've done these series on a bit of the background of what's happening. And we talk about advances of being the unsung heroes of election campaigns because, yeah, there's very logistical work to be done. But the high political intelligence and news intelligence that you need to make those stories happen, to make a soft landing that everything goes well and negotiate all of the issues is really quite a tricky one. You did that job for three years? Three, yeah, nearly four years, I think. And yeah, it's like there's two, three people in Australia that have that job. So it is quite interesting. <laughs> um, I was very much a junior burger though. I mean, I, I was very, it was my first job out of uni. Mm. Uh, I was very new to all of this, but you and I got along really well, Claire. We did. And look, we had people in common. Yeah. And so then also just an interest in media and news, yeah. of course. Um, and I think from curiosity comes, you know, that interest. The elephant in the room, I guess, and the thing we get asked about a lot is the, the Tony Abbott factor. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I found him terrific to work for. So many politicians actually are really interesting people and terrific to work for. It's a really tough life. Um, being a staffer, you sort of at the beck and call, you kind of want to work for someone who has a pretty good sense of humour. And certainly I found it a really good experience and I think you did too in terms of the day-to-day. -day. But what you learn, I think, in terms of that opportunity and where it can take you into other parts of life, moving away from politics, mm. I just found it so invaluable. Yeah. And I guess for me, um, of course, you can work for someone and not agree with everything and you can disagree with former bosses forever on. <laughs> and that's more than okay, Claire, you then... Um, became Director of Communications at Woolworths. Yeah. That was a big job. Yeah, and look, quite similar, I think, in terms of when you're looking at politics, a couple of big brand names going after each other, highly competitive, a day-to-day -day kind of proposition. When I left politics, I wanted something big. I wanted a big brand or a big mm. issue to go and work for, something that was relevant to people's day-to-day -day lives and certainly supermarket retailing. And big retailing is definitely that. I think, um, though, what I learned at Woolies was strategy like actually planning. Mm -hmm. Politics is a bit fly by the seat of your pants. Not a lot of strategy or, you know, decks around what our vision is, <laughs> where we're going to be from here to there. Um, I got to meet a whole range of people, whether that was in marketing or legal or, you know, all of the bits and pieces that go into running a business. So certainly it got my head around that. Um, Kate, in that time where you and I 
continued to catch up and continued, I guess, our connection was mm. you were in a couple of really interesting jobs too. Well, I worked at the Australian Women's Weekly and that's where I met Helen McCabe and Bryce Corbett, who we'll yeah. talk about in a little bit. And that's where I learnt that I was quite interested in media, but also how do you make money out of media? How do you turn this stuff into mm. a business? And it was um, there where I learned about partnerships and sponsorships and that's certainly the ad model that we've applied here at The Squiz. I then went and worked at Sky News for a time, producing television. That was probably the hardest thing yeah. I've ever done. Live television, yeah. 24 hours. It was a lot. But both you and I observed, and this wasn't a new observation, that there was a lot of opinion, a lot of sensationalization in news. Um, but also we were really busy and it was very hard to keep up because there was also a lot of assumed knowledge. So you came to me with an idea. Yeah, exactly. I'd been thinking about it for quite a while. I needed a product you know, because you can be a bit lazy at times and I didn't need to be, you know, up at five o'clock every morning to oh, make sure you? that I was across the What a news. funny business to start. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I needed a product that in a really quick and easy way without telling me what to think and getting on my last nerve, mm. you know, and just making sure that it was actually factual, interesting, comprehensive, did all the hard work for me, curated something that just let me dive into one into one spot and mm. actually deliver what it needs to do. If it was a bit of fun on the way through, fantastic. Yeah. That was absolutely what I needed. Um, you told me about this over a glass of red wine, yeah. famously, and I was so <laughs> enthusiastic about it. But, um, of course, you were the one that quit your job. Yep. Had, I mean, how many years off uh, a salary yeah, almost to, start, to yeah. start the squiz. Yeah. Um, it was you writing that daily news email that we sent to all our mates. We collected, yeah. you know, a thousand, two thousand email addresses, yeah. sent that out. And you said to me, if I hit 10,000 subscribers, can you quit your job and come and join me? And you did that in about seven months. And Kate said, Yes, I will. <laughs> let me, I said, let me buy my unit first. <laughs> yeah, let me get, let me get into the property market. And then, <laughs> and then I'll quit. <laughs> and um, we got, we were really lucky. We got a, an early sponsor on board. Thank you, Combank, for, for coming on board mm. and, and supporting uh, the Squiz. And then this thing called podcasting started to become a thing. Yeah, so we'd been doing the Squiz Today newsletter for a about a bit more than 12 months yeah. and we were interested in the feedback that was coming through saying I'm listening to podcasts a bit and, of course, as a publisher, the idea is you want to be where your audience is mm. and it was clear that podcasting was becoming a thing. For us, it was a way to stretch our content. So we have a newsletter. We do all of the work to make sure that that newsletter is right. So, you know, how much more How much more could effort it could it be to then to get make up? a podcast? Yeah, little did we know, and I think this is the thing, you, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into and I certainly didn't think ahead much except that I was so excited by the prospect of uh, a hands-free version of the Squiz and people who are listening, a lot of you would have been with us from the start. Absolutely. So thank you so much for and coming we on this crazy ride. Yeah, we started yeah. this morning news podcast. It was six, very strictly six minutes. Yep. It's blown out a bit, 10 yep. now. Yeah. Um, and it was Claire and I at 4.30 in the morning uh, from bed, from the kitchen table, from <laughs> wherever we were in the world, wherever we were in the country, yep. um, chatting to each other about the news and um, always in mind was agenda-free, useful with a bit of fun. Remember, I mean, we travelled with our mics. We still do, just yeah. in case you need to jump in the podcast. I remember that first December. So we'd been publishing for about six months or so and I went to Hawaii for yeah. my regular Hawaii <laughs> trip. And we were like, why is it 
sound right. It's just Hawaii. We're like, why doesn't the podcast sound? It doesn't sound right. Something's wrong. We realised Claire didn't have it plugged in. didn't have it plugged in. <laughs> like that's how much. Look, but, we, we know a little. I know how to plug a mic in properly now. We do. Um, a few years down the but track. But people listened and, yeah. you know, people kept listening and people still do listen. Um, we were very fortunate to find Larissa Moore. Yes, that was a really crucial part of our journey. Um, Larissa, as a social media expert, knew how to run social media campaigns. The whole world has changed when it comes to growth. acquisition and yeah. growth Finding and all of that people. kind of stuff yeah. on social. Um, basically, for publishers like us, you can't do that anymore. Mm. But as it turned out, Larissa just happened to be really good at podcasts as well. As well. So she did the grind, the, the you know, yeah. the early morning grind. We are um, now have a roster of people who you would know, Alex, Alice, Siobhan, Claire, yeah. myself, Larissa, we all podcast We're all on the um, mic. a lot. Yeah. One of the early ideas we had, and this goes back to Bryce and Helen, Helen McCabe, Bryce Corbett have been part of this since before it launched. Yes. Um, yep. Alongside, obviously, myself and then you as our, as our leader. Um, Helen... And Bryce and you and I had a conversation really early on about kids and media literacy mm. and we, our audience was saying to us, um, I love what you do but I've got young kids and I'm in the car, I'm on the way to school, um, I need something for, to put on for them to listen together. I, they're coming at me saying to the sensationalisation point, you know, the world's ending because Donald Trump's president, the world's ending from climate change. Like wh- how can I give them some the healthy news? Out of that. Yeah, yeah how, can, how can I take the anxiety out of that? And Bryce has been the most amazing visionary when it comes to bringing that idea to life. Yeah. So we had a template, of course, with the Squiz Today about how do you do daily news, make it short and sharp and make it, you know, routine so you're not creating a whole new program every single day. We had a had a template for that. Um, we also had an audience that was really keen to plug into it. Mm. Um, and I think too we had news intelligence back to the point. We had a team of people who were looking at news, who were able to have a document that Bryce could dive into. Bryce is working full time. Yeah, you know, at the time, exactly. The, yeah. You know, to get that off the ground for the first couple of years, Bryce is working full time. So he's trying to cobble it together in a couple of hours after work. Mm. Um, Luckily, there was enough in it to mean that it's something that we can build out and we've now got Bryce on full time. We have for a couple of years now. Uh, Incredible when we look at the opportunities for purpose for us. Kids is a really purposeful thing that we love working on. Um, But also it's taught us a lot about publishing because it's quite a different proposition as well. So it's just kids is just such an important part of what we do. We now have a media literacy program called Newshounds, which you've heard us talk about before, but it's rolling out to um, thousands of schools and classrooms across the country. More on that, and we should probably get Bryce onto News Club to talk about it a little bit um, as we go throughout the year. Um, Long way of saying that now we've landed on News Club. Yeah. And the reason for that is that we talk to you listeners quite a bit. We talk to our Squiz Today newsletter people. We get quite a bit of feedback about what it is that you like about what we do. Um, on podcast, we have Squiz Today, we have Squiz Shortcuts, really excellent, quick shortcut to being informed mm. products. Um In our journey, Kate, of getting through what was the Saturday Squiz, which is now the weekly wrap, it was very clear that a more conversational way of delivering news um, is something that our listeners want to hear. But also 
the space to be able to explore topics mm. that really are the context to some pretty big things that are happening in the news. And we talk a lot about our point of difference that we feel very strongly about, which is that we're news curators, not we're never going to do breaking news. We should never say never. Oh. I highly doubt we will ever do breaking I'm too news. Tired to do breaking we're not news. we're interested in reading the news for you and curating it in a way that means that you get a few different perspectives yeah. and an easy way to come to the news and feel informed. It's what we're good at, looking across a whole bunch of sources, Mm. being able to try and make sense of it and then being able to talk about what it is, these things that are coming at us. Uh, We want to bring listeners along with Mm. that as well because chances are you've got different questions about these things than we do. So News Club will create the space for us to take on these things, to read widely, to curate that experience for you. But we also want to hear from you about what it is that you want us to bring through in that conversation. Chance to ask questions, chance to call us out if we are using too much jargon. Please, if we ever do that, send us an email. (laughs) Pull us up. We always talk like a real person. We need need like a swear jar. It is a bit like a swear jar. But that is the aim is to be the place for conversations about the news and the news coverage and helping you come to your own opinion about things. The idea is not just to hear from us. We'd like to do some interviews across the year. We'd also like to host a couple of events. It's a bit of a goal for us. Yes. Um, So expect that. Yeah, that's. I think both of those things are going to be really exciting. The other thing is obviously we're starting a new Instagram feed for news clubs. So if you're listening to this at the Squiz News Club, please go and follow it. Uh, That will be a place where you can go to get recommendations on what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're listening to to help us become more informed. Yeah, of course, a podcast will be a thing that we drop out on a Tuesday mid sort of day on Tuesday. Um, The content though in these conversations live throughout the week. Mm. So we'll be furthering that conversation through Instagram. Yeah. And of course, Weekly Rap will continue as it has for a year. Yeah. We've been doing that for a little while now. So that will always be there on Saturday morning. Thank you for listening to this. If you have questions, of course, send us an email. Hello at thesquiz.com.au. And we'll be kicking off. We've got Weekly Rap on Saturday and we'll be kicking off with our first News Club episode next Tuesday in this feed.